Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Sip With Me. I'm your host, Ioana Kikados. And I'm your host, Aaron Carlson. We'll release an episode for you every Monday morning, which means you can listen to us during your commute, after work workout, or even enjoy a drink with us during your very own Monday night happy hour. And who doesn't like to have a little fun on a Monday night? Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share our show. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at sipwithme underscore for the latest episode updates, news, and all of your favorite cocktail creations. Welcome back to another episode. This week, we're so excited to feature the pink Cadillac as our cocktail of the week from Alyssa Priddle of MotorTrend.com. This cocktail is inspired by the 1950s and the feeling of being in a Cadillac Eldorado convertible. To make the pink Cadillac, you'll need one and one fourth ounces of tequila, three fourths ounces of orange liqueur, half an ounce of cranberry juice, half a lime cut into wedges, and salt to rim your glass. Rub a lime wedge over the rim of an old-fashioned glass, dip into salt to coat the rim, then fill with ice. Muddle the remaining lime wedges except one of them in a cocktail shaker and add ice as well as all the remaining ingredients, shake and strain. Garnish with your last lime wedge and enjoy. So grab your pink Cadillac and let's drive into this week's episode. Welcome back and happy February, Chicago. It is time to start your engines because we are going to the Chicago Auto Show. There has been nothing like it for Chicago from the people it attracts to the impact it has on not only the local but a global market. This is the place to be every February, especially in the winter in Chicago. I feel like the auto show, uh, it's just the thing to do. Everybody goes to it. It's such a good time. Um, and it really is just it's the, it's the highlight of the winter for for events. First staged in 1901, which is so long ago, the Chicago Auto Show is the largest auto show in North America and has been held more times than any other auto exposition on the continent. Held this year for the public from February 10th to 19th at McCormick Center, you're going to want to come, even if you're not on the market for a vehicle right now, which Iwana and I both are, we really need new cars. You're going to want to get a glimpse of the cars, tech, and brands of tomorrow. There's so much to see, so much to do, and there are free new car smells for everybody. And we are so excited today to be joined by Jim O'Brill, who is the Director of Marketing and Sponsorships for the Chicago Auto Show, who is going to fill our gas tanks with some fun facts <laughs> and a preview of all things Chicago Auto Show past, present, and future. Jim, thank you so much and welcome to welcome. Sip With Me. Thank you for having me. Look forward to uh, talking about the show with you guys. So excited. We literally, we talk all the time about our cars. Yeah. Um, we rely on them so much. We're not the biggest car auto people, but we are in the market for cars. Yes. So we are very extra excited to go this year because our cars are very, very old. <laughs> Um, so to start, um, just give everybody, uh, first off an introduction to who you are, what your role is with Chicago auto show. Um, and then, um, maybe for folks that aren't familiar or who have not been just very generally, like what is the Chicago auto show? Sure. So my name is Jim O'Brill. I'm the director of marketing and sponsorships for the show. I've been 
in this role. This will be my seventh year doing the the show in this role. However, like you mentioned uh, yourself, I have been going to the Chicago Auto Show since I was a kid um, and and really never missed it ever since. So um, it's cool to be a part of it now and in, in what I'm doing. So I work with all of our sponsors and a lot of our exhibitors that come to the show on um, from the car club standpoint. I handle all of our marketing of the show. So anytime you're seeing uh, advertising for the market for the auto show that's coming through me, as well as our digital and social content. So along with my uh, colleague Haley, uh, the two of us are, are the people behind the screen on all of the social content you see on our channels as well. And uh, you know, we're we're actually people are surprised to find out we're part of a really small team. We work for uh, the Chicago Automobile Trade Association, which is the association that puts on the Chicago Auto Show. Um, and at our core, we're only nine people. So wow. Um, wow. We, we wear a lot of hats. And as you can imagine, with a show as big as the Chicago Auto Show, we are doing multiple things, but we rely a lot on some great partners uh, to put the show together. And uh, it takes a lot of planning and uh, it's fun to see it come together. That's shocking to me. Because yeah. like, if you have not been to the Chicago Auto Show, when you go, it is like you were walking into like a Disney park. It is massive and you know like you're surrounded by like sights and smells and sounds um so that's that's crazy to me it really is it's a great way to allude to it people who've never been to an auto show like they might visualize like you're walking into a giant dealer showroom and that's far from that it yes. is more like a disneyland disney world type of experience our show uh this year will take up about eight hundred and forty thousand square feet of space oh in the south hall of mccormick place so it's pretty massive footprint wow. And actually, I just learned this this year, but the South Hall McCormick Place is apparently the biggest exhibit hall in the country. So yeah. uh, we're fortunate in Chicago to have such a great facility like McCormick Place uh, to host a show such as ours. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mentioned in the the intro that the first show was staged in 1901. Um, so just briefly, uh, take us back to like that time. Like, why did the Chicago Auto Show start and then kind of how has it evolved to to where we are today? And obviously, um, that's a long time for for something to to stick around through so many changes of of technology and of society and culture. Um, but but yeah, just touch touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Um, as as you guys, we weren't around back in 1901, so I don't have all the details on it. But, uh, uh, you know, it's right around when they launched the automobile, like it was a showcase to um, show the world like what automobiles were all about and kind of the introduction of the automobile. And it's funny to look back at pictures and, and see what the show used to be. It used to be more of a stage show, actually. It was, it held, was held at the Chicago Coliseum. Um, and everything was more glitz and glam from actual like stage performers and introductions and the cars were there. So it was kind of like you were going to the theater. Uh, so a very different from what it is now. Um, and through the years, as you mentioned, we're, we're in our 116th year, which if you do the math, that doesn't line up with 1901, mm -hmm. the launch, because it, it did not occur for a few years around the Depression um, when everything kind of stopped. But then it came back. Um, and then ever since, it's just evolved with the automotive industry from uh, days when you had huge exhibits of vehicles being suspended, you know, up high on walls or, or hanging from the ceiling. Uh, you still get some really great exhibits now, but a lot of it has changed in recent years to be more experiential. Um, mm -hmm. I think as, as newer generations, as people grow up, they want to be actually in the cars. They don't just want to look at 
an art piece, so to speak, of a, of a car on a wall. They want to get in it. They want to see what it's like to drive it. Um, and so it's evolved to what it is today, which is filled with different kinds of test track experience, virtual uh, reality simulators, the ability to actually get in some vehicles and go out for a test drive outside the show. Um, so it's kind of neat to look back at the pictures through the year and see how it's changed. Um, it's also changed with McCormick Place. You know, when when it first moved to McCormick Place and the CATA took over uh, in the of the show, and I, I want to say it was the 50s or 60s time frame, um, we used to be in the lakeshore side of McCormick Place before they put the big addition on McCormick Place. And there was a point in time when you went to the Chicago Auto Show and it was kind of segregated by the upstairs was all domestic vehicles. So your your brand like Chevy and Buick, uh, Ford, and um, you know, like the old brands like Oldsmobile and Pontiac, and anything that was considered an import, like Toyotas and Hondas, those were all put downstairs, like on the lower level. Hmm. Uh, so interesting how they like used to do the floor planning and how it's come a long way where now it's all in one hall, everyone's side by side. Um, you walk around and you're seeing some pretty cool exhibits and then you're surrounded by the sounds of actual cars moving or in the case of today's world sounds of cars moving but there's no sound because they're uh -huh. so <laughs> talk a little bit about you mentioned the exhibits several times um, a, a memorable part for me going when i was a kid was seeing you know some of the test tracks and you know places where the cars were actually moving or you know they were showing off different features of them um talk a little bit about a couple of those um i know there's a couple indoor tracks um and just highlight some of those those key ones that maybe are are new or that really are kind of the the ones that people talk about yep so we have three indoor test tracks this year uh the first is our ford bronco the built wild track and that's going to showcase uh, the Ford Bronco family of vehicles. Uh, this track actually debuted at the Chicago Auto Show when we did our summer edition of show in 2021. Um, not sure if you guys were able to check that one out, but that was the year after the pandemic that we mm -hmm. had to pivot and figure out a way to do the show. And so we we mixed the show with an indoor-outdoor thing and Ford brought the Built Wild track outside. And then ever since then, they brought it indoors to, to the show. And it's such a fun track um, the Ford Bronco is a, a really cool vehicle if you've never been in one. Um, it's, they, they'll showcase their tech, which they call uh, GOAT modes, uh, which stands for goes over any terrain. And you'll see the, <laughs> the Bronco go up this pretty pretty high lift. Um, you, you can kind of see the show from up top. You'll come around. You'll go over some pretty high, like you're almost like you're climbing steps, but they're like big boulders that you go over. And you see it's fun to watch and ride in because you mm -hmm. see the truck kind of suspended in the air. One tire's up way off the ground. And then they flip their uh, track management mode on the truck and you just see that tire drop to the ground so that you're even and you feel it. And then at the end, there's like a sand dirt pit that they'll spin you around in oh and showcase gosh. how they can lock a tire and spin the car uh, in a 360. So that's that's a really fun track. Um, I encourage you guys to check that one out, whether or not you're in the market for a Bronco or not. It's a fun <laughs> one uh, to be a part of. And then Hyundai is back this year with their electric track. Um, and they're going to be showcasing their new Kona electric, the Ionic 5 and the Ionic 6, um, all together on that same track. Um, this is the first time the Ionic 6 and Kona electric will be on that track. And again, it's another way to kind of see how electric vehicles run. 
um, and experience them. They're so quick with acceleration, with instant torque that, mm -hmm. you know, you hit a little straight away and they hit that gas and it throws you back in the seat, uh, which is not something you necessarily expect for a lot mm -hmm. of people when you're hearing of a brand like Hyundai. Like that's not a performance brand. That's a, you know, a, a nice family, affordable mm -hmm. uh, vehicle, but these cars are quick. Um, and so you get to do that. And then one of the things we're really proud to bring back again this year is our Chicago Drives Electric track. Um, this track is a track that the show puts on. Uh, we have nine different brands on that track this year. Um, so it's more than, it's pretty much doubled from where it was last year. It's 100,000 square feet. Same thing, all the vehicles on this track are electric and, and require a plug. Uh, BMW will be on that track uh, showcasing a few vehicles. Cadillac will have their Lyric. Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, uh, Nissan, Volkswagen, and Lucid is actually coming to the show for the first oh, cool. time ever with the uh, new Lucid Air, which is going to be a fun one because that's a $100,000 vehicle uh -huh. that you can hop in and experience firsthand. Yeah. I love it. Sweet. And then um, I also, um, my family is a very big fan of Subaru. Um, I saw something about a Subaru puppy adoption. Can you talk about that? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Subaru has probably one of the most compelling displays at the show, um, and, and not just because of puppies, but uh, we'll, we'll come back to the puppies in a second. <laughs> so Subaru does this exhibit uh, with the National Parks Foundation, and to walk into their exhibit, um, it is it feels like you're walking outside and you're in a national park. They've got all the different sensory things. It snows in their exhibits. You oh, wow. there, There's oh different actual sense that you feel you That's can feel cool. the lights change so it is it's just an immersion of like we talk about disney world that is that uh -huh. is what the Subaru is, exhibit yep. is you, it looks like you're seeing their cars like they're sitting on a trail of water and you're walking on these video floors that all of a sudden it's like you're standing in a stream and then you're on a trail so it's such a cool exhibit and they're, they've modified it this year and we're, we're the first show to get it so we're excited to see how it's changed mm -hmm. um and on top of that, they have puppies and they have puppies every day. Um, they have a little little corral of adoptable puppies that they partner with the Humane Society. I want to say last year, Subaru adopted out over 50 dogs just from our wow. show alone. Um, so you can you can actually go in those corrals and play with the puppies, get down on the ground and, uh, you know, enjoy that puppy smell. We have our own little puppy bowl you know, <laughs> going on at the Chicago Auto Show. <laughs> Uh, that's Amazing. so Subaru, both of those things. It makes it, me want to buy it's a very Subaru. Subaru. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, my kids every year want to go in the puppy display, and my my daughter is trying to convince me that we bring one home and we name it Subaru, and uh, it'll be the auto show dog. I love that. <laughs> that's viral. Yeah. Um, I know you guys host a lot of events also within the Chicago Auto Show, um, and then I, I did see um, that you guys do um, a charity event as well, the first look for charity. So if you can kind of talk about that gala fundraiser, um, what exactly it is, um, how people can attend, and then um, just really what it's what it's all about and how you guys kind of give back to the community. Yeah, for, First Look for Charity is such a fun event that we do. It's been going on, uh, this year will be our 32nd anniversary of the event. Um, and since we've started this event, it's raised more than $60 million that all wow. go to local wow. charities. So each year there's 18 different charities that benefit from the event. Those charities are decided on through our board of directors from our organization. Um, and the charities do a lot of work themselves of selling tickets to the event because it is a it's for many of them, this is their biggest fundraiser of the year. 
Um, and, and what it is, it's a black tie gala uh, on the night before the show opens. So this year it'll be February 9th. Uh, runs from 7 to 11 p.m. Uh, it's open to anyone. Anyone can buy a ticket to this event. Uh, tickets are $325 uh, for the event. It's black tie, so tuxedos and, and evening attire are, are required. Uh, but it's such a cool, cool vibe to walk around the show yeah. and see people in tuxedos and their, their gowns and their dresses. And there's uh, a ton of different food stations. We partner with a lot of local restaurants that bring in food, as well as OBG catering from McCormick Place that puts out a lot of great uh, food items. There's different bars and beverage stations. So if you want to do uh, tequila tasting or bourbon tasting, that all those things exist, and that's all part of your ticket package. Um, and so it's it's just a fun night out, and the cars are there, and you can get in and take a test drive and and go for a ride on that Bronco track in your gown and in your tuxedo and uh it's, it's such a cool visual so cool. and it is a great way to kind of get that it, really that it's the first look of the show and it's not as crowded as when you go on a saturday to the show because yeah. mm -hmm. if you've ever come to the show on the weekends mm -hmm. uh, it's packed <laughs> as you mentioned there's not much else to do in chicago yeah. uh, in february and everybody knows it's auto show time of the year and so it's a a great event because it's always nice uh inside but uh, first look is is one to benefit and a lot of really deserving uh, charities. Last year, uh, we topped $2.5 million raised from that event. Wow. And so these tickets, some people question like, oh, it's an expensive ticket. It's like, yeah, but it, it the all the proceeds go to the charities. Like there's a very small percentage that is is utilized to put on the, the actual event, but most of it all goes to charity. Such a cool concept. Um, it, kind of extending that, um, you know, this is a huge event, uh, happens every year, largely attended, very visible. Um, talk a little bit about the impact um, beyond this charity work that the auto show itself has on, uh, you know, the local economy and, and the auto market itself. Uh, both of those things are, are heavily impacted by this event. So just uh, highlight some notes from that. Yeah, it, it really touches a lot of different people in different ways. And, and that became very apparent uh, during the pandemic era. Um, we were actually able to have our show in 2020 before everything shut down. But shortly after, when everything did shut down, McCormick Place was shut down. All the workers that work there from construction to the electrical engineers, uh, electricians, and the, the wait staff and cleaning staff, all those people in hospitality were, were without jobs uh, during that time. When our show came back uh, the following year in 2021, and we opened and we did our summer show in in that year, we were the first event to reopen McCormick Place, mm. um, which was it was a nice feeling to be, and it really kind of highlighted how many people we impact. Like all those workers I mentioned were back to work; they were back to doing things. When the show goes on, construction's going on. Um, it starts like two weeks before the show starts. They start doing the lighting and the rigging. All the all the staff that is involved in the planning uh, force from a security standpoint, um, locally, the hospitality, all the hotels in the area get booked up um, from all the media that come in for the event for media preview. Of course, first look night. Most people spend the night in the hotels and in the area down there and people just coming down to the show are visiting the Chicago area, they're visiting the restaurants, they're making a day of it in Chicago, yeah. um, when they, especially if they're coming in from those suburbs. So it really impacts so many people um, beyond our small team of nine here 
um, from all the, and then the local people that end up working in the show be, that get hired to uh, be product brand ambassadors at the show, or they're working the show, you know, cleaning vehicles, or they're they're doing the construction on these tracks and stuff that we're seeing. Um, it, it has such a wide impact that extends far beyond what I, I think most people even realize. And uh, this too, like, I feel like um, it's such a keystone event for the auto industry itself, uh, you know, beyond the, the towers of Detroit. This is the showcase. This is where the, the future of cars and tech and EVs, especially um, sustainable technology um, is all it's showcased and previewed here. Um, what are some of the things this year that you maybe personally or professionally are, are really excited to see um, in terms of, you know, kind of the, the future of, of cars? You know, one of the things that's changed in recent years um, and, and has affected auto shows and, and has put some misconception out about auto shows is how manufacturers debut vehicles, because it's so easy to do online or digitally now. Um, there was a time where auto shows were the only place that you, you saw a vehicle debut. Um, and now they all do it virtually because they can um, and, and it's efficient. So there's a ton of vehicles coming to our show this year that even though they debuted this fall, I haven't seen in person yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited uh, just to see a lot of those new vehicles for the first time in Chicago. Um, I know personally, uh, I'm a fan of Toyotas and there's the new Toyota Land Cruiser is coming to the show. Uh, that's been off the market for a few years. So I'm excited to see that vehicle come back. Um, Cadillac is bringing their new electrified uh, Escalade. So the Escalade IQ will be on display at the yeah, show. Cool. Uh, also, I don't think many people have seen that in person. Um, so just the idea of even if it's not a debut during our media days, there's a lot of debut vehicles that people just have not seen in person. Um, and that's the great thing about an auto show is that you can go from one vehicle to the next and see all these vehicles in one, sp one space and see how they compare. You know, if you're shopping for a new vehicle, like you want a small crossover, um, we just found out the 2025 uh, Chevy Equinox will be there. Um, that car has been around for a long time. It's been completely redone inside out. You can now see it. They just pulled the wraps off it last week, but you can see it in person at our show. It's not available at dealers yet. So you can take a look at that and then you can walk across the way and check out its rival with Honda or see what the Ford model looks like, the Bronco Sport and see how they compare. Um, so that's always fun. And then I think just seeing some of the technology that's in these cars and seeing how they operate, mm -hmm. um, it's crazy. I was I was in a BMW the other day um, at a dealer and they were showcasing to me how in the back it was the BMW i7. Um, at the touch of a button, there's, there's a whole screen that flips down from the ceiling, um, a, a pretty lengthy uh, horizontal screen. And then there's a theater mode and the seat the front seat folds forward, the back seat raises up, oh my gosh. A, le a ledge pops out for you to put your feet up and, and you can sit in the back of this car and watch a movie um, <laughs> and, and comfortably, not like uh -huh. squished in the back watching yeah. it on your phone. Yeah, uh, Certainly that's a more expensive and, and extreme, but just to know that things like that exist in some of these cars, uh, this is a great place to see it. Mm. My uh, 2016 Nissan Versa, <laughs> um ha still has uh manual locks and crank windows so i will aspire love to some tech like that one day <laughs> that's awesome i love that 
Uh, all right. Well, we end every episode with a round of rapid fire. Um, so most of this is car themed, and we know that you are a car guy. I think I, I read somewhere that you're referred to as the car guy within your your family. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I also I co-host another a radio show called Drive Chicago that airs here in Chicago as well on WLS. So yeah, I've always been known as the car guy around. People come to me to take me with them to shop for cars or ask questions it's <laughs> kind of part of the gig i i uh we were talking before the interview um we love the intro to um your podcast we were like this is like the best podcast radio show intro ever <laughs> it's so good so um we are gonna use you for for inspo for sure <laughs> thank um, you yeah so iwana do you uh want to start yes okay what kind of car do you drive Okay, I have four cars at home. Surprise. <laughs> I've got a Toyota 4Runner. I've got a 1999 Honda Prelude. Um, I have a 1989 uh, Chevy Cavalier Z24 convertible. And then we have a Kia Telluride as our family vehicle. Oh, wow. Uh, a little uh, sample from... Yeah. A, little, a little mix of everything. Of <laughs> yep. I love that. All right, so we've only known each other for about 30 minutes, but if you were going to, you know, send Iowana and I away in a car, what car would it be based off of the vibes you know from us so far? From what you guys would want to drive? Or like if, if I were to recommend a car for each of you? Yes. Yeah. All right, let's see. I think uh, I think Iwana would want to get in something. I'm I'm getting a little more of a fancy vibe from her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna say maybe we put you in a in a small Lexus crossover. Maybe yeah. that's what my mom Lexus. has. Yep. The Lexus NX is a nice yep. one. It's, it's pretty sporty. That's and the exact cool one tech. my mom has that I drive all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Uh, you did not that tell was me perfect. that. Um, Aaron, I know you mentioned you drive a Nissan Versa, but. I think you need something a little more of poppy than that, right? Uh, so I think you should look at the Ford Bronco Sport, uh, which Ooh. is not the Bronco that you see in the image behind you going up the track. It's the smaller version. Um, oh, I it's love this. It's kind of got a cool, rugged vibe. You can get it in a ton of colors with a ton of options, so you can customize it to whatever you would want. It's so cute. That is cute. My, uh, my husband drives a Subaru... Forester is that the bigger one? Okay, yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, so this is giving me. I am very like naturey, mm -hmm. um, but also a little sporty. So this is nice. Ooh, okay, I am in the market. So there you go, and you can see them both there. All those, both those cars are on the show. All right. Um, do you want to see your okay. turn? Yes. Yep. What's your favorite 2024 auto trend? My favorite auto trend. Um, I love the trends that are happening with LED lighting in cars. I think it's really cool to walk up to some new cars and see how they're using lighting to distinguish different characters. Uh, I'll use the example of the Cadillac Lyric. When you approach that vehicle now and you have the key, there's a whole lighting sequence. It's like a mini show on the grill. Um, and Kia, the new EV9 SUV, has the same thing. I just think it's a really neat way to distinguish the cars and looks really cool at night from them all just being the same thing on the yeah. road. I've noticed that uh, definitely a lot more on the roads, mm -hmm. um, more like exterior lighting features. And LED technology has come so far so fast too. So 
cool. Um, something um, that was so near and dear to my heart when I would go every year to the show as a kid was all of the swag that I would get. <laughs> so the keychains, the bags, the brochures. I was so upset. That was like why I went. Um, what is your like favorite piece of of swag or merch that that you can get at the auto show? So it's changed a lot. They don't have as much swag as they used to because <laughs> everything is digital, right? Uh -huh. um, but I remember doing the same thing. We'd, I, we'd get the free bags and fill them up with brochures uh -huh. and cut out pictures and put them on the wall. Um, I mean, historically, I remember there was a year that, uh, I don't know if you remember the brand Scion that was part of Toyota. Uh -huh. They actually were yes. doing t-shirts and you could design like a car to go on a t-shirt. I thought that was really cool. Uh -huh. Um Right now, it's mostly bags and stuff that people give out. Um, I know Ford still does a big uh, giveaway with like a big stuffed animal for, for kids and families. And Toyota has like a stage announcement. So they'll do stage giveaways uh, for people who participate where you can get, I, I got a, a, a Yeti, actually, a, I won a Yeti cup from them one year. Um, so there's, there's some cool things out there, but it's not as much as it used to be, unfortunately. But we do have a really cool Chicago Auto Show store for merch. Uh, so there's some cool designed uh, merch there as well. Nice. Okay. If you had to choose, would you choose heated seat or heated steering wheel? I would go heated seats. Ooh, safe choice. And, and maybe ventilated seats too for the summers when it gets yeah. real hot. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of them idea. offer both that, which is crazy. That's a feature that I think comes in a lot more cars than it ever used to be. Like yeah. even a, a a more affordable car will come with both those features. Yes. Oh my God, I want to buy a car right now. So yeah, bad. I was like, our <laughs> cars do not have that air. <laughs> All right. My last question is what is your favorite or a pickup truck that you would recommend? Uh, pickup truck. I, so I'm a big fan of uh, the Toyota Tacoma. Um, and I'm excited this year because the 2024 model, which was just redone, um, will be at our show. Um, and so Chicagoland people have not seen that yet. I've not seen that in person. So I'm excited to see that one come. I like the midsize truck uh, segment. I think it's, it's, it's a reliable vehicle. And I like mm -hmm. all the, I, I like an off-road type vehicle. And this one is, is highly capable. Sweet. Cool. And my last question, um, where do you see the future of electric vehicles going and kind of what will that look like for that industry? Um, it's certainly a growing industry and, and growing rapidly. Uh, just from last year to this year, we see, we've seen, I already mentioned, we have five more brands on our EV track. And a lot of that is because a lot of those brands didn't have vehicles available last year, and now they do. Pretty much every automaker is offering them. Uh, I And it's going to continue to evolve that way. I think um, we do need to catch up on the infrastructure outside of the actual vehicles. I think the vehicles mm -hmm. are coming faster than uh, the infrastructure is ready for them. Uh, as we've seen here in Chicagoland, you know, with some of the issues when it's cold and chargers not being available, yep. but they're coming. Um, I know ComEd is working hard on the power grid to be able to, to be able to accommodate all that. They'll be at the show as well um, to kind of talk about that and, and help with that. Uh, it's it's mostly the charging structure that I think we need to get implemented. I'd really like to see um, gas stations start putting chargers at their gas stations. It seems like such a commonality, a common like thought, like you've already got that there. Why not add some places uh -huh. for people to park and charge? Um, 
So I, I think we're just going to see more evolution and, and figuring out how to solve those problems because the vehicles themselves are, are highly capable. It's a, it's a change in lifestyle, but they're it's manageable. Um, in reviewing vehicles and getting to test drive new vehicles, um, I've had the chance to bring them home and drive them for a week. And um, you know, if you have the ability to put an at-home charger in, it, it's it's a no-brainer. It, it's easy to do at home, and it, it's more the if you're taking it on a trip and, and you just got to think about how to plan your trips with that in EV. So I, there's more to come on that. I think the technology um, is there in the vehicles. We just need to get the infrastructure coming, but lots of new stuff on the horizon there. A call to action to Congress and all of the government. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So last thing, um, tell everybody, um, where they can get tickets, find out, you know, who's going to be at the show, see a map, uh, and then, uh, shout out your social channels as well. Yep. Uh, chicagoautoshow.com will be your main source for everything we've talked about here. Um, you can buy tickets directly on the website. There's even, uh, options for where you can get discount tickets and how, uh, what special days we have going on at the show. Uh, the show opens, as you mentioned, February 10th to the public and runs through the 19th. Doors open every day at 10. Um, generally, we close at 9, except for Super Bowl Sunday, we close early at 6. And then the last day of the show, we close at 8. So keep that in mind when you're planning your day. Um, and then follow us on all of our social channels. Chicago Auto Show is on Instagram, Facebook, X, and TikTok. So uh, lots of cool content out there. We're, we're showcasing the different vehicles as we hear about them. And we'll be uh, taking you on a journey with us through our social channels. And then last, how can they listen to your podcast? Uh, Drive Chicago airs on WLS AM 890 every Saturday morning. You can also visit our website, drivechicago.com, to get the podcast of last week's version and, and check it out there. And Drive Chicago has its own uh, uh, grouping of social channels as well. And we do a YouTube, we have a YouTube page where all the vehicles that I test drive, I do YouTube reviews of as well. So, so fun. Sweet. Well, Jim, thank you thank so you. very much for, for joining us. I know that you are in the thick of getting ready. Um, so have a safe migration over to McCormick and uh, we'll see you at the show. Thank you. Yeah. Find me. Let's say hi. And uh, we'll show you those vehicles. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sip With Me with Ioana and Aaron. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, sipwithme.org. There you can find our themed cocktail book as well as other exciting Sip With Me content. And if you love our podcast, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow our podcasting adventures on Instagram at sipwithme underscore. 